Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 560, from November 20th, 1997, a Thursday night show. No guest tonight, just the love between the two hosts. This is a new official studio tape for a long-lost episode. It's been missing from the archive for nearly 18 years. And if you enjoy the no guest episodes with just Adam and Drew, you're in for a real treat this one. And this is sadly one of the last official studio tapes for anything from the 90s. From here on out, there'll be a couple more peppered in, but for the most part, we're looking at lost fan tapes and newly completed formerly partial shows. So there'll still be a lot of lost content ahead for 1998 and beyond. As per usual, this is recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo, and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. You understand that people can die from ectopic pregnancies, really? right? They can rupture. Well, only women, right, Drew? Right, and you can bleed, <laughs> bleed to death internally. Oh, that's close. Okay, and same thing with miscarriages. The bleeding can become intense. You can get infections. The material that's retained it, in the uterus can get um, infected. It burns when I urinate. Well, and maybe this is a, is a pelvic inflammatory disease or something. Hey, Lisa. He's not going to satisfy you over the phone and tell you to relax and, uh, you know, take a sitz bath or something. You've got to go in and get this looked at. You're sexually active. You're supposed to get one of those checkups anyway, right, Drew? Correct. Thank you. And maybe while you're in there, they'll talk a little sense into you, and you'll get on some birth control. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Quit. Hey. Huh? Get in there. Do you hear us? Uh-huh. All right. Go do that, okay? Okay. okay. All right. I'm just going to have sex, you know. Probably won't get pregnant. Never know. Am I, am I, is she really having sex, you think? Oh, boy. I mean, that, but, you know, that's what she's she's thinking. Gee, I'm not really having... Well, maybe, uh, maybe I, God, I I had the ultimate birth control, which was my hair. Yes, my yes. My nappy hair protected me from um, uh, many a pitfall. Yes. And no teenage pregnancies. And you blamed your parents for that hair. No, uh... There was no crabs, there was no venereal disease, there was nothing. This hair, is, uh, is, it's been like my lucky compass. And it continues doing its job. <laughs> it's still working. Long after I've tried to retire it. Long after I've tried to ward off its evil powers by putting a cap on it, or possibly some conditioner, it still goes right through it. Yes. Yes, the hair. It's, uh, it's warded off women for many years Perhaps now. Perhaps it's even improved its powers. Yeah, it does seem to be gathering a certain amount of momentum. Thank you for pointing that out, Drew. All right, when we come back. Drew will be talking to other uninterested callers, and uh, I will be pretending to act interested myself. All right, if you're a business owner, you know that your business is only as good as the talent that you hire, and posting job in one place just doesn't do it. It's impossible to find quality candidates. Now, with ZipRecruiter, everybody, you can post 100-plus job sites with a single click, Instantly match to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Plus, watch the brand-new candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface within 24 hours. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. That's right. Why do it any other way? Just with a single click, 24 hours, get it posted everywhere, and in come the candidates. Today, you get to try ZipRecruiter for free. How we're able to do that, I don't know, but you get it for free. If you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Adam, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash Adam. One more time, ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Adam. Fiona Apple, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, my little minx, Fiona. 
Phone number 1-800-LVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4585. Sunday, Save Ferris will be in. Nice kids. Talk to them in New York. Seven Mary Three will be in here on Monday. Marcy Playground will be in here on Tuesday. The fabulous Joey Lawrence of the Lawrence Tribe will be in here on Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday, we'll be playing some sort of best of nonsense. Because uh, it's Thanksgiving, we'll have the night off, and uh, you guys will be so loaded up with stuff, and you won't know what hits you anyway. But it'll probably be a better show, because it'll be a best-of show. And it's not like you remember the shows anyway, right? That's right. I like right. to hear the best-of shows. No, you won't be listening. I'll be gone the 26th and the following no, Sunday. Okay, true. And uh, maybe Bush is coming up, too. Um, Engineer Mike has gotten together all of Drew's uh, OCDDs, all of the out-of-context Drew drops. These are things Drew says inadvertently, and uh, Mike pulls them out of context and puts them on a cart, or at least uh, this is what happened, used to happen way back when. When Mike was involved in the show? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what they say, a new broom sweeps clean. Uh, now it's pretty much just um, hounding the guests for autographs on Loverboy CDs and Internet porn. But uh, once in a while, he uh, gets up, uh, waddles over to the uh, cart rack there and yanks up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I love you, Mike. His name is Mike. Yeah. Okay, uh, should we play it now? We got all of them. We're just going to run them. It's going to take a minute, and uh, we'll run them all back to back. Here, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the out-of-context Drew drops. He wants to groom this child for his, uh, you know, abuse farm. I'm still a virgin. I've had anal sex, but I'm still a virgin. I've not had sex yet. I've had anal sex. This guy is an asshole. Can I say that? I'm in pain. My breasts hurt. When I was 14, I tried to be straight, or I thought I should be straight, and I was confused. You know, the penis is very dysfunctional. If anything, I want to be dominated. I, I'm, ho- I'm homosexual. <laughs> I'm freaked out about it. I'm trying to be heterosexual, but I have these overwhelming homosexual feelings. Faggot better run. Faggot better run. Faggot better run. <laughs> You're fat. You're overweight. Find a new position. It's called intimacy. <laughs> Ever since I stopped taking Depo-Provera, I've been lactating. Stuff like this makes me sick. Hard, 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 hard. Pee on this stick for me. When I was 19, I ate about four boiled peyote buttons and stayed up all night but felt no effect. She drinks until she barely has her senses about her, and then she can relax enough to have sex with me. I was bored, so I had my tongue pierced. I was bored, so I put a spear to my penis. Is it okay to be in love to a guy twice my age? Now, if I find you stealing my underwear again, here's what's going to happen. This is not acceptable. Gee, it hurts when I urinate. I've got these lesions. You're gay. Dr. Drew is right. You know, uh, Mike, where's the one where he says, um, my lover uh, gives me oral pleasure? I just. Give I was just looking for that one. I don't think the I, hand. I can't seem to find it. I'll find it. That, by the way, that was Drew doing a little editing on the fly because uh, I believe in that fax or whatever it was you're reading. It said something like, "My gay lover gives me oral sex, right. and I give him, I, I don't know, BJ that, yeah. or something yeah. like that." But you you substituted the hand, right, right. but because you're so <laughs> nimble of wit, it, we had to hear you stumble through it for a minute while you improvised the <laughs> the hand, and of course it came off as as such. My lover likes me a lot, but sometimes I'm scared because he's very active. He gives me oral sex. I just give him the hand. <laughs> now, uh, what what phrase in that sentence did Drew improvise, everybody? Could it be the one with the 10-second uh, uh, dead air in front of it while he, <laughs> he backed into that one? I wonder what it was. Do you remember what it was? Can't remember now. Uh, one more, Mike. Please, one more of the hand ones. I love that. My lover likes me a lot, but sometimes I'm scared because he's very active. He All gives right. me oral sex. He's reading? I just give him hand. 
It was something that was hard to say. I can't remember what it was. Though. Yeah, but it was it was um, it was dirty. That's yeah. why. Oh, yeah. hard to say, like like uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, I see. All right, I know because of your sensibilities. Yeah. Michelle. Yeah. You're 17, Sassy. Okay. Um. Actually, it it was a little problem that snowballed into a big one. Um, my roommate, which is also my best friend, she's three months pregnant um, from her boyfriend. And, um, like, about a month and a half ago, we had a big get-together, and she she didn't come, and her boyfriend ended up staying the night, and him and I ended up sleeping together. Um, just two weeks ago, I found out I'm pregnant, and I also have genital herpes. Oh, my God. Mm. Well, that about hits every, every uh, issue. Orifice, yeah. yeah. Boy, this guy's potent. He's a, a prime candidate for the Adam Carolla Genital Collection Program. Coming to a town yeah. near you, by the yeah, way. Now, how old is this effer? He's 24. Oh. Oh, yeah. And you're 17? Yeah. Um, yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just shoot guys like this. Yes. I really would. Yeah. I'd just say, uh, listen, here's the deal. Here's, I, I, I oh, boy, this uh, is why I'm going to be the world's worst politician. Or, well, I'll never be a politician. Uh, here, here's the deal. A society is like a um, car that you're pushing, and you're doing one of two things. You're either uh, in it steering, you're behind it pushing, or you're in the way. And yeah. if you're in the way, it just run you over. It just shoot you. I mean, either you're helping out, you're either doing something, or you're not. And if you ain't, yep, I'm just putting down. <laughs> I just take him down. I really would. This guy, he's knocked up two women. Yeah, two two underage women. How old is your roommate? She's twenty. Right, and he's not going to do anything with either one of these kids. And here's the best friend thing again. Yeah. And what's wrong with you? It, it was, I don't know, it was just something that just... Nah, it was not, please. What? What's up with you? Things like this don't just happen. No, you, you're 17, you, you got a roommate, why aren't you living at home? I'm in college. You're in college? Yeah, I'm 18 next month. Like uh, Doofus U or something? What kind of college? You know, junior college? No, um, university. Really? Yeah. You had to take SATs and everything? Yeah. What'd you get on that SAT? Eleven twenty. Mm, skinnier teeth. All right. They must have a good uh, football team at whatever school you're at. All right. So listen. He, what are you going to do with this uh, child that's in you? Um, I'm not keeping it. Good. What's she doing? What's she doing? She's going to have the child. Um, she is undecided still. Mm-hmm. I guess um they gave her like about a month or like three weeks until she you know has to decide. Question. Did she know? Did you know that uh, your friend was pregnant when you had sex with her boyfriend? Yeah, you did. What, what were you thinking? What? what yeah. What? what kind of a friend are you? I don't. I'm probably. I'm not a very good one, obviously. Right. But it's just something that just happened. Yeah. That doesn't just happen. No. Yeah. It doesn't just happen. No, it doesn't just happen. There's a certain amount of um, animosity you must have toward this girl, or a right. certain amount of competition. That's going on. She probably didn't uh, empty the dishwasher or something uh, two nights before, and it's payback Th- time. That or Michelle may be an angry person in general, may have a lot of issues with women. Either that or what? Are, are you kind of an angry person in general? No, I'm very happy. Mm, real happy people don't have uh, sex with uh, 24-year-old um, boyfriends of pregnant roommates. Best friends. <laughs> now you got the happies, uh, producer Ann says. He doesn't know that I'm pregnant. 
But I mean, Did by I the tell him but, but by the way, well, this guy, this guy really needs to be put down. Yeah. I mean, he is uh, to me he's guys. He's a predator. He's a problem. To, to me, guys like this are just like uh, dogs that get out of the yard and bite uh, the neighbor and the mailman one too many times. As a society, you know what we do? Uh, people go, "Oh, he'll change. Uh, no. We could get trainers. No. I'll build a higher fence." Nah, we'll just put him down. It's just easier. Start over. I don't have no problem with that at Not all. Not even easier. It's just. It's, it's just better. Yeah. It's better. I'd like to just put this guy down. But uh, th- because this guy then... Now, your roommate must have herpes, too, then, right? He what? Your roommate has herpes or genital warts, too, right? I don't, I don't know about that. It's well, he gave them to you, right? Oh, yeah, obviously. Oh, boy. Wait, you said, is it herpes or warts? Um, genital herpes. Okay, so is it's it herpes or warts? It's herpes. Herpes. And what are the symptoms you're having? Um, itching, burning, and there's little bumps. And have you been to see a doctor about yeah. it? Yeah. Have they started you on some medication? Yeah, a like, cream. It, yeah, a cream? Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Okay, well, that's not the treatment for that. No? No. That's what they gave me. I just went to a Planned Parenthood. Okay. Um, he plays professional sports. Okay. Too, so let's let's stay back with your medical condition now. Uh, the treatment for primary genital herpes is, is a pill. Either Zovrax or Valtrex or Fam- Famvir. Uh-huh. Okay, and he's very effective in reducing the duration of the uh, outbreak. Okay. No one would give somebody a cream for herpes. Oh, well, that's what they gave me. I don't know. Mm. You want to get the tube and read it to Drew? Hold on one second. Okay. <laughs> what do you think it's going to be? I don't know. What kind of cream? Well, the only cream that they typically use for vaginal infections is uh, Metrogel. Maybe it's uh, kind of something men or something. Uh, Michelle? And Zovrax yeah. is an ointment. Um, hold on. Acyclovir is an ointment. Um, and, uh, hold on, hold on. And what kind of effort doesn't... Like, hey, I'm going to bang my uh, roommate's... Uh, my uh, roommate. He doesn't wear a condom. Yeah, I'm going to wear a condom. Yeah. I'm just... Uh, he, he did wear one. Oh, he did? Yeah. Well, what happened? <clears throat> it broke. All right. Well, I have some sympathy for him then. Okay. Um... It says it's spelled N-Y-S-T-A-T-I-N. Yeah, that's for yeast. That's not for herpes. Well, this is what they gave me, but they told me that I had genital herpes. Okay. Well, that's for yeast infections. Well, maybe maybe you just destroyed the whole placebo effect. <laughs> that's so it you now. Need to, if you have herpes, uh, somebody needs to cl- get clear on that diagnosis and give you some proper, appropriate treatment, okay? Okay. All right. You need to revisit Listen, that. Michelle, uh-huh. here's the deal. Uh, I, I feel... For you and your situation. Okay. I mean, you know, you're 17, you're pregnant, you have herpes. Should I tell my, my roommate? Hmm, hold on a second. Wait a second. And what are you all Why? bent out of shape Why for? Why do you feel for her? Listen. She I, put herself in that situation. Nobody spread her legs for her and held them open. Yeah, but she's stupid and she's 17 well, and she's pregnant. Well, most people are stupid that call up. You don't feel sorry for them. She, I'm she, trying. She, Listen, uh, Ann. Oh, please. Well, what happened to you with a roommate? No, uh, I'm just saying. You can't feel sorry for well, no, her. What, what, what happened? As this I can feel sorry for her. Ask any girl in here. We all feel the same way. You don't do that. You don't have sex with your best friend's boyfriend well, when you're sitting home pregnant. I mean, come I, on. I made it clear that I thought she was way out of line and that I thought he needed to have a bullet put in him and so on and so forth. I was We're just getting a little empathy for her. I was tired of beating up uh, on her. Yeah. It's been five minutes of uh, just pure punching bag, and I'm thinking, you know, bottom line is the girl's 17, she's pregnant, and she has herpes, yeah. and we've been beating up on her for the last five yeah. minutes solid. I have to, have to defend Adam on that one. And I just... 
just wanted to, I think you're wrong. you know. Uh, I, I, we, I, we would not defend her. What she did was not right. But she's a person who's suffering as a result. No, and I and look at it this way. Put it this way. I'll give you a good example, uh, okay. producer Ann. Go ahead. <clears throat> I've never gotten a 502. I've never gotten uh, drunk driving or anything like that. Never even been in an accident. But I certainly have uh, driven uh, home from a party or two, especially when I was 18, 19, 20, uh, a few beers over the limit. Now... What if I'd spun out of control and ran over somebody and uh, killed some kid on a bicycle? Uh, I was out of line. I mean, I would be negligent. I would be at fault, so on and so forth. But I, the point is, but is I, I done it. I done it many times, which that's is the equivalent. Yourself, not somebody that's supposed to be your friend. <clears throat> but here's what I'm. Here's what I'm saying. If she didn't get herpes and didn't get pregnant, it wouldn't be the disaster that it is. You see what I'm saying? It would have just been, hey, you're out of line, knock it off, what are you thinking, don't do that again. It would have been the same as me making it home drunk. You're responsible for, for yourself. Right, and this is, this is the, what happens. But I would still feel sorry for a guy who did this. That and Michelle is making that's what a I'm point saying. about being responsible for her own behavior. She just completely misses that. Things just happen to her. And the guy is, is a, a predator. The guy is really the problem here. Michelle, for reasons we won't have time to get into, is a good victim. Yeah, she's 17, you know. She doesn't and she know hates women, probably. She probably's got some issues about women, and that sort of acted out this way. So. But it's, it, it's true. If you put your head back at where, you, where it was at at 17, you didn't know what the hell was going on. I mean, she made I a bad... I wasn't having sex with my, my best friend's boyfriend. But somebody was she... having... Some, one of her best friends did no, something No, you guys, it's just... It's so... I don't see how you can't see this. No, we see it. No, no, we see it. We see it. And we spent the first six minutes kicking her ass. Please. Uh, whatever. The girl has uh, herpes, which she'll never get rid of, and she's now pregnant. She doesn't try- know what she has. She doesn't know if she has a yeast infection oh, or herpes. Hey, Michelle? Yeah. The, they said you had herpes, right? Yeah. Okay, so what you're, you... I need to go back in a couple days, they said, too. Okay. Well, go back so. right away and get treated, because the earlier the treatment is initiated, the more effective. Okay. Should I tell my roommate? No. You should end that. I just get move away out of there. Yeah, get away from both these people. They're both idiots. They're, they're, yeah. The, the fact that she's with him uh-huh. means she's an idiot. Right. And he is uh, somebody to be avoided. Right. All right? Okay. All right. And, and, and uh, see, what, see what happens when you screw around. Just be careful, please. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, uh, get the kitty out and put a few dollars in it for uh, when the roommate has the baby. We'll need to take care of them. Too. Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, the free clinic uh, for the uh, uh, gallons of gynolotrimin she'll be going through over the next few years. All right, we'll be back. From the writer of The Devil Wears Prada and the director of 500 Days of Summer, who doesn't love those two films? These people have gotten together and created Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's what's being called a demented take on the modern musical raunchy original songs starring and co-created by the internet sensation Rachel Bloom. And yes, she can sing. Yes, she can dance. The Hollywood Reporter names Rachel Bloom, quote, one of TV's 10 hot stars to watch. The new series USA Today says, quote, maybe fall's most promising comedy. Critics agree. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is, quote, something to sing about. Check it out. The trailer at CWTV.com. It's an incredible new series. Chances are you've been or been around a crazy ex. And this particular story, Rebecca Bunch, always a little goofy, particularly about one guy, very first love. Then she gets a second chance 10 years later when she meets him again. She's leaving a dream job in New York to follow this dream man to West Covina. 
Yes, West Covina. You guys know where that is, next to Covina. Used to have friends that hung out there in the high school. All new episodes, Monday at 8, 7 Central on The CW. And the phone number, 1-800-LVE-191. All right, Drew, what's going on with Ann? Uh, I went in and uh, had a little discussion with our, our crack staff back there, and mm-hmm. the women that got so terribly upset about our last call. Mm-hmm. And I think the issue was that they felt so violated by the fact that this girl was pregnant Mm-hmm. And the male seemed to absolutely have no consideration or, or desire to protect her in her in her <coughs> vulnerable state, mm-hmm. and in fact did exactly the, the worst thing possible: violated her trust and did it with her best friend. Mm-hmm. So is the issue of vulnerability while pregnant, and, and the fact that really the biological function of the male at that point is to protect the female, right? And that's really what the man's supposed to do. This guy did the opposite. Well, he's like uh, from the animal kingdom where he would just eat the um, young in the afterbirth uh, as soon as this they came out of mouth. This guy's an asshole. Well, <laughs> dueling Drews. Well, I like that. All right. Well, we've established that. Uh, RJ. Yes. You're 30. Hi there. Hey. So, um, let me see. I will tell you a little short story. I started having sex when I was about 16, and it was a great, great experience. I, uh, after that really liked it so I had sex with a lot of people and um, about I'd say two three years ago I started getting a little more conscious about my relationships and in the recent past have started to feel like ejaculating so much was um, a little bit detrimental to my health how how is that what you said how how it just you know I don't know if it's a belief or if it's really happening but it just feels like when when I ejaculate now, when I'm with my girlfriend and I ejaculate, I feel a whole bunch of guilt sometimes. Okay, and well, that has nothing to do with things coming out of your body. That's an emotional event. That's a common one. Okay, but and my belief is pretty much that that when I ejaculate, I uh, you know I lose energy, lose power, and I get really wrapped up in feeling kind of codependent like I need to be with her or just it gets a little more intense well, that has nothing to do with ejaculating yeah that's kind of what I'm asking is 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 it a deep belief around guilt or no it, it's a it's a function of the experience of being in a physical union with another person uh-huh, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. it's something you've got some issues there I don't know what they are and I don't know why you feel guilty about being close with your girlfriend yeah. how about all the weed you're smoking what about the guilt over that I'm not smoking any weed. Really? Yeah, I haven't done that in years. Been real straight with that. Did you do a bunch of LSD at one time? Did some LSD, did a lot of... Um, mushrooms? Did some mushrooms, some LSD, and a lot of crank for about a year. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was 18 or so. And when you say a lot of LSD, about how many times? Not a lot, probably maybe you know, about 10 times. Okay. 20 times. Okay. Think 20? Yeah. All right. Well, always double. Probably it. not uh, enough. <clears throat> that's probably not enough to explain what's going on here. Yeah, I, I um, don't think that's it. Uh, although it it could be, uh, but I don't think so. So what's your plan, RJ? So my plan is, is what I'm looking at right now is I'm looking at a book called something like Montauk Chia. It's a book about um, multi-orgasmic males. This is the Dow thing again. Yeah. yeah. I tried to stop ejaculating. I got the gum and the little sperm patch and everything. I just couldn't couldn't lick it through. Right, right. And let me tell you, that sperm gum, uh, not not right, not right at all. Sperm gum? Yeah. I haven't heard of it. Well, 
I was trying to wean myself off the sperm. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, uh, here I was uh, releasing this stuff uh, on almost nightly, uh, actually bi-nightly basis. And I was trying to get away from it, but I, I kept getting the cravings uh-huh. back. Uh-huh. So I, I picked up uh, one of the uh, Nickages uh, packets right. uh, down at the, uh, the hem. It's over the counter. I went to a doctor. They, they prescribed it, but I found out they also have it over the counter. And it comes with the uh, sperm patch. I mean, I don't know if it's a human sperm or what it is. And uh, I was wearing the damn thing on my penis like an idiot. I, I didn't know you, you just put it on your forearm, Drew, but felt like a fool, you know, at the shower, the gym and everything with the big Band-Aid hanging from the penis. Well, but they have some more effective means on They have the semen patch. <clears throat> oh, the semen patch. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. See, Drew, you never, you never came forward with this. You could have prescribed this to me. And then again, like I said, the sperm gum... Uh, when I felt the cravings uh, to be the strongest, I would I would dig into a packet of that. A, mm. They don't sell that in my town. Oh, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. No, sell you're that. not. In, uh, you're not in L.A. No, definitely not. No, they got that out here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, I'm just I'm just wanting to know if it's important not to ejaculate all the time. You know, it is not important not to. What is all the time, by the way? No, boy. Well, I'd say right now it's about once every two weeks, you know. Okay, that I, would not be all the time. No, that boy. would be un, under average for a male. In fact, uh, maybe not even good for you to, to restrict it to that uh, And, uh, by the way, I would not even count that as ejaculating. <laughs> I really wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Someone said to me... Um, this, is, this is sweating? Yeah. That's uh, that's natural ex- expulsion or something. Overflow. Yeah, that's yeah. It's like uh, it's like you got a storm drain in your pants or something, and once in a while it backs up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't even count that. Yeah, well, there's one thing I've noticed, and it's I definitely feel a lot more energized, a lot more alive. Really? Not not ejaculating. Well, yeah, just I would like to have talked well, to you, but while you were ejaculating on a regular basis, yeah. rather like poke him with a stick to get him to talk. You're right. And it turns out you're you're. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pass judgment or tell you what does or does not work for you, uh-huh. but uh, when you reduce your activity, your testosterone levels tend to drop. Right. Sperm production tend to drop. And uh, maybe that's a, a more uh, comfortable state for you to be in. All right, right listen. Here's what I'm going to say to you in, in summary, RJ. Okay, say it, for, for you, because it's an emotional thing, because mm-hmm. it's sort of a, a placebo effect, which mm-hmm. is, well, uh, I didn't masturbate for the last uh, three weeks. Uh, no wonder I feel better. You, you know what I mean? You're talking yourself you're into so it. guilty. It, all right, hold on. It's pure nonsense. Yeah. It has nothing to do with um, sperm. Right. But if you've talked yourself into it, and you've talked yourself into feeling better, right. then you feel better. Then I'm not going to tell you to stop okay. or to start, as it were. But, but it does cause you to uh, probably to affect, impair your ability to have good relationships. I mean, mm. I can't imagine with all that t- guilt and shame and all that aggression and all those unresolved issues that are flying around that you can have uh, very gratifying relationships, but maybe you do. So You need to go uh, and masturbate in a therapist's office. <laughs> That's what you need. you got some issues, RJ. Uh, well. Listen, you're, are you into crystals and stuff? No, not into crystals. You into anything else weird? And, uh, well, I have been, but I'm definitely not now. All right, stop looking. Okay. This will be another one of the things you would, will definitely not be in in a few years. Some people just go through their whole life looking for new crap to do. 
I'm going to start praying to this guy. I'm going to uh, rub a crystal. Uh, I'm going to uh, anything, put a... Uh, anything but dealing with the real, the <laughs> true holistic health of the human being, which includes their emotional world. Yeah. I don't trust anyone who's off looking for stuff. Uh, it, it just uh, it always feels weird. I got this uh, little uh, thing I hang around my neck. It's a magnet. It uh, channels the energy of the universe. Okay. Uh, go to therapy. Work it out. All right. We'll be back. All right, everybody. True Car, you know how much I love these guys and their app. I spend... Uh, a lot of time on it, and it's a way to see exactly what's going on in your area. You pick a car, learn about the cars, and see what people are paying for the very car, the exact car you want. You know, there was previous ways to buy cars. You went and hang out on a lot. Now technology evolves. Everything evolves. Buying cars evolves. It advances. It makes sense that there's a new and better way to buy a car. Well, that's now called True Car. The True Car app is special, unique. Their certified dealer network is unsurpassed. They partnered with over 10,000 True Car certified dealers that believe in a new way to buy a car. It's hassle-free. It's easy. It's fun. Use the True Car app. You can get guaranteed savings. True Car certified dealers will honor the savings that are guaranteed and locked in at True Car on your True Car app. It is that simple. True Car and True Car certified dealers. And using True Car certified dealers, you will save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. No headaches, no hassle. It's fun. And if you don't even want to buy a car, you just want to learn about it, check out the app. Two million cars sold through True Car certified dealer network, and you will work directly with the certified dealer contact. It is easy. It's evolved. It's technology. It's made simple. It's about time. True for president, everybody. Uh, it's Loveline, I'm Carl Dr. Drew, and we will be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Patty, AKUPD, Tempe, Phoenix. This is a Loveline. Phone number 1-800-LVE-191. And it's back to the phones. We go, Jennifer. Oh, hi. Um, hi. I love you guys. You're great. I'm big um, on you, too. You're 16. Yeah. Um, I have a problem with my vaginal area. Mm-hmm. Um, this is more for Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I I got off my period, I think, Sunday. Uh-huh. And um, Monday night, I, it started feeling cottony down there, almost like I still had a tampon in or something. And then it got real itchy, and it started hurting. And you realize the cat was missing? Do you no. do you think there may be some retained tampon? No. Have you ever had a yeast infection? Huh? Have you ever had a yeast infection? No. I don't know what it That's feels pro- like. So. Probably just irritated and itchy. What is that cottony thing, Drew? Dry. Dry. Well, well no duh, but uh, what, what would a yeast infection cause that? Yeah, dry and irritated, sure. And it probably oh. yeast infection. I mean, what you might want to do is first off try one of these over-the-counter yeast preparations like uh, Monistat or Gynelotrimin. Use that for a couple of days, twice a day, and see if that doesn't take care of it. If I had a vagina, it would have fallen off years ago. <laughs> yeah, it would have run away from you. <laughs> How, ha, have you had any antibiotics or anything lately? No. Nothing? Any change in your activity or diet? Uh-uh. But had you just started using tampons for the first time? No. Okay. Here, here's the deal, though. This is uh, the beginning of a long and illustrious relationship between you, your vagina. Canada. Canada which is uh, not the, the country but the East, and uh, your gynecologist. Uh, start getting used to spending thousands of dollars a month on products that go down there. and uh, uh, you, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But just get used to it. I mean, you know what I'm saying, Drew? 
I, I get the feeling that, see, most women, it seems to me, by the time they're in their, you know, early 20s or late 20s or certainly by their 30s, they're used to these things. Oh, yeah. They're running back and forth. They know exactly oh, yeah. what oh, it is. Oh, they, yeah. they, they become like a mechanic who yes. can work on his own car. Oh, they just listen to the engine. They know exactly what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, running a little lean. Yeah. <laughs> But at 16, 15, riching it up a when these things are happening for the first time, and nobody talks to kids about it, and no. they're not really concerned about it, because it doesn't no. make sense. Yeah, they get the period, they don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, here's what I would suggest, Drew. Here's what I'm going to do with my kids, if I have a little girl. Mm -hmm. You know, if I have a boy, actually, I'm going to use this on the boy and the girl. You know about my uh, anatomically correct doll with the uh, large penis that shoots cayenne pepper out of it yes, yes. in order to wean uh, the boy and the girl off the penis. Yes. So I mean, I want my girl, the first time she sees a male penis, to, like, put on goggles. Yes. I'm going to be, you know, frightened to death of the thing. Yes. Um, the other thing I have uh, for the young girl is um, just a... Um, you know those little... Uh, what are those little cyber pets called? Gigapets. Gigapets? A Kamagachi? No, it's Gigapets. Believe me. Uh, I'm going with uh, Engineer Mike on the Hamagachi. Tamagachi. These are for uh, retards whose uh, whose TV is uh, on the fritz or something, where they actually carry around these little things, you know, the size of a uh, car alarm chirper, and they work on these pets all the time. Yes. Keep... I'm going to have a uh, Tamagachi uh, vagina. To, to, to teach you? For my girl. To teach her. To teach her. And I give it to her about... Um, 15, 14. No, no. Period starts at like... Uh, 12. 13, something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. I give it to her about 10. And I say, get used to taking care of this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just it's, where you, where you start constant out, maintenance. Start out with a, like a kitten and then slip in the... Uh, slip in the vagina. Yeah. Then someone ought to come up with that. If any of the uh, Tamagotchi people are listening, I don't even know what that means. That means uh, stupid American, I think, in uh, Japanese. Tamagotchi? <laughs> But as they're selling millions of these things, uh, stupid Americans who just uh, end up walking around with it until, uh, like, Aunt Franny uh, sits on it eventually, and then the kid cries. But the Tamagotchi vagina. If people take care of this, a 10-year-old girl takes care of this, by the time the period comes and then all the creams and uh, the trips to the gynecologist and the pills and the yeast and all this, she's already had two years of looking after this thing. See? Am I right? I'm looking at Ann and, and Lisa and Cherry. You guys, you're caught completely off guard. It, it's like it's like it goes from something you don't even think twice about to a full-time job. You actually have to drop out of school to take care of your vagina when you're uh, 13, 14 years old. All right. You know, Drew? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Faye. <clears throat> Faye. Yes, hi. Faye's 28. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, well, first of all, I think you two are a great combination uh, Drew, with your medical knowledge and compassion for humanity, and Ooh. Adam... With a general uh, disdain for humanity? Kind of balances out. <laughs> and Adam, you with your experience and witty, harsh reality of human nature. Um, thank you. I'm glad you guys are out there. Well, thanks, Faye. Okay. Uh, my concern is with my two children, and, well, probably actually with my husband, too. Um, I'd like to know if they're father's consumption of, say, around 300 LSD trips over a period of five years has transferred to them in one way or, or another? Not that we know of. There is some concern that LSD may cause chromosome damage to sperm, but typically that, that impacts on fertility. It doesn't tend to cause an increased risk of any genetic errors or problems in the offspring. I'm glad to have that environment. 
Uh, yeah. Dad, can we have the spirograph back now, please? I want to play with it. Uh, yeah. I mean, and is, is the guy a little out of it? <laughs> to say the least. He's got yeah. a little of that Jim Ignatowski thing going for him? Uh, yeah. Up to about a year ago, yeah. 300 hits of acid will cause 300 chronic mood disturbances. Yes. How <laughs> much uh, evident? Uh, thing about people that use acid repeatedly like that are typically not abusers, but addicts. So is he an alcoholic? He does have an addictive personality. Yeah, so he's an alcoholic. And that that and that can be transferred to your kids. That that's about a fifty oh, so fifty they have predisposition. To right, about a fifty percent probability. So if you have two kids, <laughs> at least one of them will probably have that predisposition. Ah, okay. But all kids are screwed up these days anyway, so <laughs> really not doing any worse than anyone else. Yeah, yeah. All right, why'd you marry this guy? Oh, geez. Um, well, I had been with him for about ten and a half years when uh, we got pregnant with the first one. At, eight, at eighteen. <laughs> Um, well, I was 15 when I started going out with him. When you left your alcoholic father? Um, well, uh, well, okay. Right. He, yeah. Well, he was he was alcoholic. Hold on, I got to fish a dollar out for Drew. Okay. <laughs> you, uh, ooh, hey. Did oh, yeah. I went to the ATM, oh, you bastard. God, choke you. on it. All right, Faye. <laughs> no, so you left your alcoholic father and you um, got caught up with, with your uh, alcoholic father. Alcoholic father figure. How? Uh, what were you doing when he was doing all this acid? Driving? <laughs> what were you doing? Oh, I experiment a little, but nothing compared. I mean, I can at least count. Yeah, but like I'm after sure. two fifty, didn't you say? Uh, listen, well, I, I mean, wasn't. I wasn't aware of all that he oh, had okay. done. He had just recently told me. Taking acid three hundred times is is tantamount to going to Disneyland every weekend for five years. Mm -hmm. And at some point, as as someone's friend, you go, uh, Ernie, listen, uh, enough. Let's just relax. It's enough. I'm tired. Yeah, I don't want to go on the Matterhorn anymore. <laughs> I mean, how? It's like uh, Drew. You've never done acid. It's like. It's like uh, you you chop your head off, you put it in one of those, uh, like a dryer, and you let it spin around for uh, uh, 20 minutes, and you put it back on your head, and then you try to go through the day that way. Sounds horrible. Yeah, it really. I mean, it's it's all right, but, I mean, yeah, 300, once you've done it once, you go, oh, yeah, boy. He's definitely not in the league of Timothy Leary or Ken Kesey or anyone like that, but uh, still... <laughs> no, but the problem, the thing is, is those those guys were geniuses uh, before they um, well, actually, started chewing their brain tissue away. Right. Actually, this is just my opinion, but I think uh, my husband is too. <laughs> you do. Well, what's he do for a living? Uh, uh oh. <laughs> Works with metal. Nothing. Nothing. Okay, put it this way. How far did he go in training? How did he go far? Did he go in, in education? Uh, he okay. He did go to a technical school. Mm -hmm. He's not a genius. They're bartending school? Yeah, he's not a genius. Okay. Uh, well, he just doesn't apply himself. No. He, he doesn't you know go what? with the uh, conventional ways. He, he, I tell you something. He's not Listen, a, he's I, not a I, I'm the world's greatest basketball player who just okay. never made it to the NBA draft. Okay. Let's just put it that okay. way. Okay. I'd be uh, dunking on Jordan right now if I really applied Genius uh, is part of it is potential uh, and biology, but it requires the educational part, too, to fill it out. Right. You don't have that? You don't have genius? I don't know. I think I'm genius, Drew. Okay. <laughs> Just waiting. All right, so, uh, Faye, yes. he, he's not working now? Right, because I, about a year ago, for lack of a better word, he snapped. Mm-hmm. And uh, he hasn't been working since February. 
Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You working? Uh, I'm working, and I'm going to school. Oh, boy. And taking care of the children myself, oh, well, well, with the help of my mother. But well, maybe he'll invent something while he's home. I hope he is so destructive to the brain. Kick uh, your dad in the nuts for drinking and causing you to get hooked up with a guy who was uh, essentially a substance abuser. Essentially. A yeah, severe he, addict. My father also left when I was four. Uh, so she had to... Well, look him up and kick him in the nuts. Recapture <laughs> that. All right. Well, you re now you're living with uh, you're, you're living in your childhood every day. Right. Mm -hmm. You got three kids to take care of. You got your two kids and then your husband. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Faye. You're you're a strong woman. You got a good sense of humor. Uh, Drew, what can this guy do? The guy? Yeah. I mean, what medic can he get on some medication? Oh, sure. I'm sure he already is. Right. Well, I guess if you consider marijuana. <laughs> uh, well, he needs to get treatment for his addiction. Listen, you tell this effort. Uh, you got two kids. Uh, he's sitting home. He's uh, done with his experimental phase in life, and he's now in his re reclining phase of life. It's time to get off his ass, uh, get on some meds, uh, put down the bong, and start uh, putting some of that genius to work. He's got to get into recovery. Or Please. This will not stop. It will continue Lay to down progress. the law, Faye. Things will get worse. Tell this guy you take the kids and you leave. Unless you don't get you off create, the sofa. create consequence and give him some sort of a bottom, some reason that uh, to cause him to want to get better, he will not get better. Oh, what a He will Satan. get worse. Oh, this Faye. Well, people that's what codependents do. They I know, but it, you, you see, everybody, you just get right into your pathology there early, like 15. You get hooked up with a guy, and you're locked in. That's it. You got kids. He sits around home and uh, hallucinates and plays with the Etch-A-Sketch. You go out and work and go to school, and there you are. There's your life. You're done. Polar bears. Polar bears. April. Yeah? You're 17. Yeah. True. How did you know her father was an alcoholic? It was absolutely amazing. He must have some sort of psychic ability. Right. Where's your turban? Because it's never happened to humans before. No, kind of we're all different. We all choose <laughs> our own path, right. through. All right, April. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Um, I've been sleeping with this guy for a while, and every time we do, he's like, uh, he finishes so fast. Like, one time it was like nope. two minutes. No, nope. she had a different call. She's just uh, making stuff up as she goes here. Took three caffeine pills. What's going on with her, lady? Dying. What is the deal? She had a very dramatic call and was uh, dying. Oh, is that the one who thought she was dying? Yeah, I had to get through immediately. And uh, uh, Ann will get to the bottom of that. <clears throat> See why we, we should never talk to people who say they're dying, Drew. Vanessa. H hello? Maybe 27. Yeah. Uh, I'm really nervous. I'm, I'm sorry. That's all right. I, I just wanted to call in because I wanted to command producer Ann on what she said to that girl. I, I thought that was horrible, what she said. What what producer Ann said? No, I thought producer Ann was right. What the girl, the girl said girl was awful for being for sleeping with the best yes. friend boyfriend. Yes. What what, what we're trying to clarify exactly? What, what happened to you, Vanessa? Why why do you have to bring me? All in? All right. Well, what happened with you and your boyfriend? What happened to me? Come on, your best friend. Nothing happened to me, okay? What happened? I just thought what producer Ann said was really it, strong, and I think Vanessa, more people should. Responsibility, that's no why. remorse and uh, no. She had no moral responsibility. She had mm. no sense of of loyalty to her friend, and I just thought it was horrible what she what she but did. And then what Adam is getting at is that this, this seems to have struck you emotionally so strongly that we wonder if you've had if this is rekindling some old experience you might have had. Well, a little bit. I think that there's 
but just to share with us what what happens is again it's just a, by way of understanding what people do and how you react to it i think what you're doing is you're overlooking the fact that that somebody else said something that was a challenge to what you guys said no we agree 100 percent. no challenge we agree 100 percent with her and we were surprised that she didn't understand that we agree we agree wholeheartedly with her. Well, I, I thought she really stood up for what was right. And I, I think, you know, normally you guys really kind of stand up for what's right. And I just didn't think you really gave it to her enough. And, and I thought producer Ann really said it like it was. And I just wanted to let you guys know that. I'm, we appreciate it. But, again, we, we're we trying to understand what, what it is. I'm not going to ask this again, so I'll just ask you this last time. Vanessa, what does this remind you of? Is there a similar situation in your life, in the past? Well, uh, not, not yeah. necessarily. I, I really don't want to get into All it. All right, but it was a was it a husband or a boyfriend? And were and were you pregnant at the time? No, I've never been pregnant. Okay, because so it, it made it here. It seemed to be in the pregnancy that brought up. I think that's of, definitely what it was. The vulnerability yeah. of being pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, we, we get tons of calls when people mess around on, you know. Yeah, and you guys don't react like that. Right there? Yeah. yeah. And you guys don't react. great what you said to and, her. And well, thank you, you. And you guys don't react like that normally. And so no. the fact that she was pregnant yeah. sort of set it off for you. And for Vanessa, it, it's what's setting her off is that she'd had an experience like this. So. Well, it was just a, it was just a real sense of, of fierce loyalty coming from producer Ann. And I just, I just thought it was really commendable. What? Go ahead. What are you doing? Vanessa. Vanessa? Oh, Jesus Christ, Drew. You're pathetic. Vanessa? Oh, oh, you guys. I was this close to getting out of her, her situation yeah, before you two monkeys start rattling the cage. And, Drew, you don't know anything. What did I do? I didn't hang up on the phone or anything. I know, but just the chiming in, we, we you took her a different direction. Oh, I'm that's so all. sorry. I was going to get out of her what happened to her and her, her boyfriend and everything. See, because nobody ever calls in and agrees with anything unless the exact same thing has happened to them. Yes, it has to. It has to. I don't know meaning. what that is. It has to. It has to really. Mo you have to be motivated to call in. Please, and plus, I don't know what the hell everyone is talking about because I did nothing but abuse that poor seventeen-year-old for over five minutes. In fact, if it had not, had Ann not chimed in, we would have gotten calls of people complaining. How insensitive and abusive uh, you are! Listen, you know when my little abuse buzzer is going yeah. off, it's 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 uh, the, right. the core is about to melt down. Yeah. And when Anne chimed in, I was just in the middle of uh, sort of setting Softening, up my yeah. next abuse one, which is I feel sorry for you. You're 17. You're pregnant. And I was just getting to the but yeah. part when uh, Anne jumped in. I don't uh, understand. Uh, I understand Ann jumping in. I don't understand this woman, and uh, I wish we could replay that call because um, well, pretty much just abuse uh, is all we laid on her for five minutes. Jennifer? Yes? Ann, Drew, I wish you'd been quiet so I could have got out of her. Uh, oh, please. We both asked her four times. No, when I started doing my routine, she was cracking. Uh. Did you hear her? You come off with your clinical talk. Everyone uh, shuts up, uh, snaps like a dragon. It's not been happening so much lately, has it? You notice that? Remember how when I'd ask a question, I'd go, no, before they even heard the question? Yeah, well, you're starting to get the technique. I see. Jennifer? Yes? What's going on? Well, I'm calling because my family's giving me a hard time because my boyfriend's back. You're 21. I'm sorry? You're 21? Yes. Mm-hmm. Boyfriend's uh, black. So he's black, and 
They're just, and I'm Mexican, so I don't know why they're making a big deal out of it, and I want to see what you guys had to say. Why are you living at home? Pardon me? Why are you living at home, or are you? Oh, I'm not. And so your family is just involved in who you date, and, uh... Yeah. Right. Well, they know. I understand. I'm just, I'm just exploring what's going on here, why, what the nature of the relationships are with the family. Well, they say that, um, that people who, it, they have a stereotype and say that people who date black, black guys is because they're very sexual. What? They like sex and... Yeah, there's that stereotype, black men, you know, that mendingo warrior thing, you know, big, <laughs> big penis and very sexual. Exactly. Is it true, Jennifer? Yep. Oh, it is? See? Uh -huh. oh, I hate that. So you think it's all, it's just all sexual and they don't seem to understand. Yeah. Well, listen, how old is this guy? 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of, here's my guess. Here's what a lot of folks do. I'm guessing your folks wouldn't really approve, uh, no matter, you could bring home uh, Edward James almost. I'm trying to think of a uh, an example of an outstanding uh, Hispanic individual. I'll go with him. Or um, uh, Senior Wences. <laughs> Who's another? Come on, name me another good uh, Mexican guy. Drew, you don't have any? Uh, come on, Jennifer. Don't you have any posters of some guy from Menudo or something? No. Oh, boy, that's, a, that's a very sad state, the, uh, the Hispanic... <laughs> But well, but Drew, you're not coming up with anybody. I can't come up with anybody. Any names you ask me about anything? So yeah, you could be a politician. It could be a musician. Um, uh, Julio Iglesias Jr. What's his name? Can't remember. Can't remember Iglesias. No, I don't remember the guy's name. All right, listen, Jennifer. The point is, is <laughs> whoever you bring home to your folks, I get the feeling they would disapprove. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I bet you've brought home other boyfriends that your dad and mom haven't been too hot on. Is that true? Yeah. I, they, All right. Call, they called me once having sex with him. So I okay. Well, well, hear me out. With this guy? With with uh, with this guy? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Drew. That's what you got in store. Oh. Uh. Yes. Yes. Get used to it. Uh. All right. So here's what I'm saying, Jennifer. They're not going to be into any guy you bring home because it sounds like those are the kind of people they are. So here's what happens. When you bring a guy home, they are looking for a reason not to accept him. You understand? Mm -hmm. And if you brought home a guy in a wheelchair, they would say, uh, I don't want you dating a handicapped guy. And if you brought home a guy who was 300 pounds, they'd say, eh, what's with Husky over there? I don't know if that's going to work. And if you brought home a guy who worked at a gas station, they'd say, uh, you can do better than that, and so on down the line. Do you get my drift? Yeah. So I don't know that it's so much that they're racist, but uh, they may just not approve of anyone that you happen to want to bring home right now. Or uh, maybe, in fact, they are racist. But uh, you're 21, you're living away from home, you're making your own decisions, and if this guy is a good boyfriend and a good husband and a good whatever, uh, and he's, and he's consistent, yeah. they'll get used to it and probably learn to love the guy. Well, there's a lot more things going on. Can yeah. I tell you about him? You're doing it just to screw with your family? Huh? A little bit is you're kind of screwing with your family? No, well, there a was an bit. incident a couple of weeks ago where um, I caught him at a bar. I went to a bar, and he had told me he was supposed to be working. And as I walked in and went to get a drink, I turned around and he was with a girl. And uh, your boyfriend. 
Yeah, and yeah. he was totally shocked, and and so was I, of course. So I walked up to him and you know asked him what was going on, and you know he said, "Don't, you know, don't start arguing, don't make a scene because she's my girlfriend." The girl he was talking to. Yeah. Was your his is his girlfriend? Well, so he says, but it's just a big old thing. And All right, your dad's right. <laughs> what are you talking about? I went through that whole big speech for that. Yeah, it has nothing to do with his color. Listen, the guy's two-timing you. What are you talking about? Well... Jennifer, what's wrong with you? The guy, the guy introduced you to his girlfriend. Well... They, well, what? I guess it's hard. I don't know. Maybe they are right. They are right. Well, listen, it, it's, it's not a racial thing. Uh, I don't care if the guy's Eskimo. If he's dating, uh, you know, you've got some guy who's dating your daughter and he's dating some other chick and he's lying to her and he's going to a bar and he's meeting her. Please. He's having sex with her, too. Probably spreading uh, some kind of disease. Oh, please. This is, uh, this is uh, by the way, the thing that pisses me off most uh, about racism. I, I swear to God, uh, uh, our society likes to put just about everything under the heading of racism. When you end up sorting it out, uh, it's probably um, uh, 75% of the things that fall under the heading of racism. It's probably a good 15% that actually have to do with racism. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everything, anytime there's a group involved and there's some attack on that group, then it's racism. Whether that group is two-timing or doing whatever, it just turns into that. I'm going to start a, 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 a Brillo-headed race, <laughs> and uh, any time a cop pulls me over, any time anyone talks to me, uh, any time uh, anyone uh, looks at me the wrong way, I'm going to claim it's... Uh, uh, Harassed. They're, they're harassed. They're harassed. Uh, <laughs> it's her harassment, I will call it. And I'll uh, go ahead and sue everybody with straight hair. Please. All right. I do have the air of a black man, though, Dre. Yeah, you've been building to that, that case yeah. all night tonight. Yeah, I really have. Uh, peaked a little early, that's all. All right, Jennifer, listen, you're dating a guy. Forget about his color. He's two-timing you. Get away from him. Hey, it's Ben Greenfield here of the Ben Greenfield Fitness Show, where we cover everything from performance to fat loss, recovery, digestion, brain, sleep, hormone optimization, pretty much everything you need to know to look, feel, and perform like a superhuman. Our past few episodes include topics like how to look good naked, the best anti-aging workouts, polyphasic sleep, the Iceman returns with Wim Hof, and many other episodes that shatter the way that you think about health and how to reinvent your body and teach you the most cutting-edge, proven, scientific ways to get results fast. You'll never have to guess again about how to eat, how to exercise, how to live a long time, how to live as good a life as possible, and even how to biohack your body. So check it all out. Tune into the Ben Greenfield Fitness Show and enjoy the ride. Download new episodes at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Hi, this is Kelly from the Sneaker Pimps, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carella and Dr. Drew. They may be back. Sneaker Pimps? Yep. Well, they're doing right? the Acoustic Christmas, That's right? correct. Oh, they'll come back on Love Line? Yeah. Yeah, I hung out with them in New York a little bit. They're real nice. Yeah. Even uh, Liam, the drunken guy who stormed yeah. out I of here. I thought they were nice kids, yeah. Yeah, nice. Real friendly. Had a laugh about the whole thing. Um, last time we had the sneaker pimps on, one of them got a little loaded and wa walked out of here. Hmm? What'd he do? He, uh, oh, oh, whatever happened to him? 
Yeah, we got to the bottom of that. That's right, when I talked to him in New York. He um, he was arguing with Drew a little bit, mostly with his bandmates. I don't know if you have that uh, thing on card anymore. What did you do, a race that? Yep. What, 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 do we have a shortage of cards or something? we got a whole big recycling program going on here. I like that one with me yeah. telling uh, my nasally drone. Enjoy. Relax. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen, have a good time. Listen, everybody, have a good time. Um, they uh, they got in a little argument, and uh, anyway, one of the guys picked up and left. And he just took off on foot, and he had no idea where he was going, and uh, I don't think he knew where the hotel was. But he called his girlfriend, who was in town, I guess, or he has a girlfriend in town, told him what corner he was on, and she came and retrieved him. So that's... Uh, the follow-up, uh, the four-month follow-up to uh, Liam of Sneaker Pimps. Julie. Hi. Hi. Um, I have a problem. Um, I guess I'll kind of start at the beginning. Um, when my dad was 17, he got sent away to, um, like, boot camp. He was bad. And <laughs> um, he eventually ended up in Germany in the service or something, one of those military things. And he he met a woman, and she was 25, and he got her pregnant, and he married her. Well, um, he brought her back to the U.S. with him, and um, well, they had a they had a baby boy while they were in Germany, and then they moved here and they got divorced. Um, when when William, their son, when he was five, um, he was adopted by my dad's ex-wife's new husband, um. and um, I'm the youngest of five, so. He was like, mm, probably like 18 before I was, well, like 15 before I was born. And um, I never knew about him. I knew nothing about this. Um, and when I was eight, um, it was brought to my attention that I did have another brother. And um, he, I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, that's all right. It's good radio when people cry. What's happened? So what happened? What happened? Um, well, he, he came to the house. It was about he, a week before Christmas. Wait, wait, wait. You were eight years old, and all of a sudden this guy appears? Right. And he was 26 or something? He was like 23 or 24. I don't remember. Okay. Um, and, and so I met him, and... Um, you are eight years old. Right. And um, we had a nice visit and everything. I remember visiting with him, and... Um, then we went to California for Christmas, my family did, and when we came back, um, he had committed suicide on New Year's Eve. Uh, right. And, um, for some reason, I just feel like I have this void, like, not being, not having known him, and, um, my question is, I'm wondering, because I know where his mother lives, she lives just, like, a couple towns away from me, and... I'm I'm wondering if it would be out of place for me to get with her and just find out about him, find out what he was like, and I'm wondering if... What's your dad up to these days? <laughs> um, he's not a very good guy. <laughs> yeah, tell me more about that. Give me another dollar. Um, oh, please. You haven't spent the one I gave you. He's the typical alcoholic, child-molesting father. <laughs> Did he have sexually abuse you? right. No, he he never did anything to me that I remember, but he did. I know to two of my sisters. Oh, boy. Two out of three. How many, and kid, I know. How many kids does this guy sire? 
What's six, that? Six. Six kids? Yeah, See, at least. His abuse farm. His abuse oh, farm is complete. from my mom and one from All another. Right, that hold on a close. second. Are you telling me that we would not be in a better society if we could just put a bullet in this guy's head when, um, let's say, after a second kid? You know what I mean? Or just the first episode of abusing kids. Just Yeah, just take that's it. You're dead. Why can't we do that? Or at least just the threat of that so you know, that people would behave properly. You know, I don't know. Uh, the story uh, came out of, I, I don't know where it was, New York or somewhere, but uh, they found a kid who was uh, in the basement living in the dog yes, cage. Yes, Yeah. Now, that to me was um, not a happy story, but I, I almost expect that kind of stuff. The the part of me that gets really outraged about that kind of stuff is... twelve kids. Five kids. They do? Five kids. Yeah. Right. It's got one of them, uh, the lucky ones, uh, in the basement in the cage. Yeah. Uh, they, they're not being uh, sexually assaulted on a nightly basis. Five kids. We're keeping one in a cage. I, I, I cannot figure out where the five part comes in. Because you, you, you don't like kids. You hate kids. You can't afford kids. You have one kid. Uh, that should break your back. It should be everything you should do. Just, uh, just be able to keep uh, a retainer in the kid's mouth. And a clean shirt on the kid's back. That's the fact. And we're going with five. And we live in a society where nobody's going to tell what uh, these people what to do. That I can't stand. I can't stand the fact that we're more concerned about where you park your car and uh, whether you put a kitchen in your guest house. Nazi bastards. Uh, but if a guy wants to have five kids, it's, uh, it's hey, we're living in the land of the free. You can't tell anybody what to do. Their business. Please. Reproductive freedom. Grow a pot plant in my backyard, and I'd, uh, that'd be it. I'd be thrown off the air, and I'd have to go, uh, I'd be doing time. It's ridiculous. Uh, Recalculous. Let's go back to Julie. All right. Where the hell was she? So, so Julie, um, th somehow this, this male... Uh, began to represent something to you. I suspect it's a piece of yourself or a, an element of maybe your dad or your dad's life that you want to recapture and sort of reach back and get your hands around and incorporate. And right. it's it's not real. It's not real. This is a guy that you met once, right? When you were eight. I know. When you were eight. Well, but he, he symbolized a lot to you, obviously. Right. But but it's not real. It's it's all about the the fantasy you had about him that really is what's affecting you right now. And of course, I don't want to minimize the trauma of losing a family member. But this is a family member that you met well, and once. Well, that's what I haven't understood is why it has affected me so much. Because I understand that. I mean, well, I only met right. him once. Here, when I was let, eight. let me explain this, Julie. Here's why it's affected you so much. It's like uh, you're a big balloon. Filled with uh, anxiety, pain, hurt, and anger. And crappy okay. memories about that. Okay, Drew. Would you not screw uh, Go ahead. with the example, please? You're a big balloon, right? <laughs> now, uh, some pin comes along, pricks you, and you blow up all over the place. Now, you put a lot of emphasis on the pin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? you got to find the pin. you got to work things out with the pin. Uh, the pin did nothing. The pin just pricked you and moved on. It was nothing. Yeah. It was all the crap that was built up in there uh, from Dad and uh, God knows what else that came billowing out. That's the stuff you got to address. This guy, you know, it's a sad situation, but you met the guy once. You never knew the guy. He killed himself when you're eight years old. It's really uh, there. There's a blood relationship there, but uh, it's it's really 
doesn't warrant all this energy. And, and I suspect this, this guy really emotion. symbolized your dad before he was into his alcoholism. And you want to reach back and capture that sort of pristine, naive relationship that was your dad before, right? That's that's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't know. All right, I so that. I just let it go. And Drew, why don't you give me a dollar back for the balloon analogy? That was so wild that I worked the word prick into it as well. All right, so Julie, um, there's issues to work out, but it's it's not you're not going to resolve them by looking at pictures of uh, this guy when no. he was in high school. No, no, or okay. talking to the ex-wife, or talking to the ex-wife who probably has her own. Uh, I'm guessing would be mildly disappointing if you uh, met her, considering she was foolhardy enough to uh, cross paths with a guy like your dad. All right, the world's in total disarray, and we'll be back to complain about it after this. Hey, did you see Shaq tearing it up with Jimmy Fallon? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> yeah. We did a fake thing where one of the writers has an impression of you. What's his name? His name's Arthur. Arthur, I'm going to kick your ass up. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, Jimmy is going to be on Shaq's podcast pretty soon. Yes, yeah, a big podcast with me, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, on Podcast One. <laughs> <laughs> You're so used to doing it with me, Shaquille O'Neal, yeah. And when Jimmy's not there, you can always bet Adam Sandler, Kobe Bryant, Michael Strahan, Justin Bieber, Charles Barkley. Neil Patrick Harris, Kyrie Irving, or Ludacris might show up. Oh, wait. They already did. Gosh, it makes us yeah, laugh. It's time. good, it's fun, and there was one where you interviewed uh, Kim Kardashian, and so we had snippets of that on the show. That's my favorite one. <laughs> Download your favorite episode of The Big Podcast with Shaq now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Hey, it's Sam Kroll and uh, Dr. Drew here. Yeah, if I don't know, okay, we're out of that. Fox on the run. Sure, <laughs> Michael, let's that F around with me. That's right. Have you? By sweet. Oh, Jesus, Ooh. Sherry. Whoa. What are you yelling into? You got a bullhorn in there? You have, you have that sweet song? Hmm. All right. Can you bring that in? Was it 45? Please. You don't have it on CD. No. It must be one of those compilation. Uh, uh, rocking, rocking it, rocking seventies. Yeah. Oh, that's hot. Yeah, bring that in, and bring in a ballroom blitz or something too while you're at it. Yeah, that was sweet too, right? We gotta get those guys in the show. And can we book sweet next week? They're hot. The lead singer's dead. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's nice. No, yeah. they're probably still playing in like Reno or something. What happened to the lead singer Sweet? Is it? He died. Okay. <laughs> You're so uh, full of crap, eh? You don't know that. He did. You sure? Yes. Of what? OD'd. He OD'd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that's not an information. Sherry must be feeding you that. You don't know what happened to Sweet. No, I really don't. Okay, he OD'd, though. It's too bad. And they were going to get on uh, to many, many, uh, many different endeavors after that. All right, anyway, bring that in. Would you, Sherry? Thanks. Mike, you're 23. Hello? Yes. Um, yeah. This question's more for Dr. Drew than it is for you, Adam, but you can chime in whenever you want. Um, I've been having sex with my girlfriend for about three months, and she recently got on the pill. And um, since we've been having unprotected sex, she's been having, um, like, vaginal bleeding and um, some pain. And I was just wondering if maybe it was an allergic reaction or if I just have, like, a toxic seed or something. How long has she been on the pill now? Um, not too long. 
Wasn't oh, Karen Black in that uh, Toxic Seed movie back in uh, 77? I think it was a made-for-TV movie. That was right? Children of the Toxic Seed. Oh, Children. No, that was Jamie Lee Curtis in 79. I think Sweet did the soundtrack for that one. No, there's no... It isn't, no one's allergic to... Uh, no. Well, I'm allergic thing, to other people's semen. That's but, not what's uh, going on here. But how long has she been on the pill? Um, maybe about a month. Has she been having any abnormal? Well, we don't. She, the, has her has her periods been? Has she been having any other breakthrough bleeding? Yeah. Okay. So she, she that can happen the first couple of months a woman is on the pill that the 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 lining of the uterus is sort of unstable and can bleed very easily. Mm. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to continue, but it could. And mm, if she's having pain with intercourse, she might want to consider getting another pill. She also needs to be looked at to make sure there's no infection to make sure she's not pregnant. Also. Okay, so she needs to give the doctor a call and prescribe the pill and let him know, him or her know the symptoms she's having. This shouldn't be happening. It appears to be related to the pill itself. Okay. What what pill is she on, by the way? I don't know. Because some of them you should wait a month before you begin having unprotective intercourse. I thought you did that with all of them. No, the triphasics, you can go right away. Really? Yeah. That day? Yeah. You take a pill and then a half hour later the guy's on top of you? Uh, just um, you know, sperming away willy nilly. It's it's. You don't know. If taken properly, no. If it's taken properly, it should work. You have like to that. look that one up, yeah. Jason. You're yeah. 18. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Drew gets more sure of himself as the, the ridicule uh, grows. No, I'm, I'm more thinking involved. it through, and I haven't finished thinking it by the time I get attacked. So. <laughs> Jason. Yeah. Okay. Um. I'm 18 years old, and I was dating this girl for about a year and a half, and uh, she was about two years younger than me. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.